This is Natasha, and I'm back with the first Katie story of the year 2012. In this story, Katie and her best friend Isis go on a pony trek, and it turns out to be a very scary Katie story, possibly the scariest yet. If you like horses, you'll definitely love this story, and even if you aren't quite such a horsey person, you will learn about a modern legend. That has grown up in the westerly part of England, called Cornwall. It was the first day of term in the new year. Isis was standing in the playground talking to Judith and Andy about their holidays. All three of them had lovely suntans. Judith and Andy from their skiing trips, and Isis from her stay on a Caribbean island. When Katie joined them, she had her usual pale white skin with a touch of red on her nose from the cold winter air. Oh, hi, Katie. What did you do for Christmas? Asked Isis. Oh, Mum and I went to Grandma's as usual. Replied Katie. That evening, as Katie's mum ladled out her homemade pumpkin soup for dinner, Katie asked. Why can't we be rich like Isis and her mum? I mean, we're witches, so we could easily magic up some money, and then we could go on lovely holidays, and I could have a pony. Oh, Katie," replied her mother. "We can't do that. Only the government is allowed to make money, and it's against the law." Oh," said Katie. "That's a pity. Isis is always talking about her pony, and I would really like to have one too. Well, maybe she will let you ride hers," said her mother softly. "Ponies aren't just expensive; they are a lot of work." And I'm sure that Isis could do with some help looking after hers. On Friday morning, Isis said to Katie, "Why don't you come down to the pony farm with me tomorrow? You can have a ride on Bessie if you like." And Katie was thrilled. "What a clever mother I have," she thought. "I'm sure she did a little magic spell to make that happen." But in fact, her mother had just dropped a heavy hint to Isis's mum at the school gate, along the lines of, "Katie's always telling me how Isis adores her pony. I think it's a stage that every girl goes through, but we really can't afford one." On Saturday, as they drove down to the pony farm, Katie's mum said, "Remember." Don't use any magic. We don't want Isis's mum to see you doing any spells. Promise, mum," said Katie, who was very excited just to be going riding for the first time. When they arrived, Isis was already tightening the saddle on Bessie and expertly adjusting the stirrups. She knew all about the reins and how the tackle fitted. Of course, she herself wore all the smartest riding clothes, including jodhpurs, a trim tweed jacket, and 
buckled shoes. Katie just had her jeans and trainers. She had to borrow a hard hat from the stable. Isis lifted her foot into the stirrup and swung her other leg over the pony. She looked a perfect picture sitting on top of the dapple-coated Bessie, and Katie could not help feeling a pang of envy. Isis gave Bessie a little kick, and rode her over to the ring, where she cantered and jumped over some small fences. When it was Katie's turn to have a go, Isis said, "Now, <clears throat> remember, the most important thing is to let Bessie know that you're the boss." Horses can smell fear, so you have to be firm. Katie found it a little bit of a struggle to climb up onto the saddle, but Bessie stood very still for her. Isis said, "Don't slouch. Hold the rein slow. You're not a cowboy. Give her a little kick." Katie kicked, but Bessie didn't move. She knows you're a beginner," sighed Isis.、Mm, "Yes," thought Katie. "But I know she will like me. We witches have an affinity with animals." And she concentrated very hard before saying, "After fifteen minutes and a little coaching from Isis, Katie was already trotting." Isis's mum said to Katie's. She's natural, and at the end of the morning, Katie was really excited and thrilled, just to have been on a horse. After that, Isis often invited Katie to ride Bessie, and Katie helped look after her too. When nobody was looking, she used just a little magic to clean up the stable, which gave Isis and her more time to brush down Bessie's coat. And to gossip about school. At half term, Isis and her mum rented a cottage in Cornwall. There was a stable nearby, and they planned to go riding every day. Isis asked if they could bring Katie too, and her mum gladly agreed, because she knew it would be more fun for her daughter to have a friend with her. As Katie was packing, her mum said, "Remember, Katie." No magic on this holiday, and Katie promised. Yes, Mum. No magic. She kissed Solomon goodbye and said, "Be a good kitty while I'm away. Leave the mice alone. They have a right to live too, you know." And Solomon rubbed his face against Katie's. Heard and thought, <clears throat> no chance. I'll get those pesky mice as soon as you're gone. It was a long drive down to Cornwall, but Isis's car was so comfortable that it was no hardship. When they were off the motorway, they drove along the long country lanes with high hedges on either side. They were heading upwards towards the moors. The sat nav said, "Take the next left," and they turned into a little farm. The cottage was, in fact, a newly converted barn. 
It was extremely comfortable inside, with warm central heating, a huge flat panel TV, and a lovely pink bathroom. Through the windows, they could see the old stone farmhouse and the stables. The next morning, Katie and Isis went to look at the ponies. They met a stable boy who was leading out a sleek black horse on long, elegant legs. He's a bit of an aristocratic horse," said Katie admiringly, and the boy said, "He took a fright yesterday afternoon and threw the bus." What spooked him? Asked Isis. What else? Asked the boy. But the beast. The beast. You're kidding us," said Isis. But Katie said. I suppose he means the beast of Bodmin Moor. That be the one," said the boy. "He's like a big wild cat," said Katie. "Some people think he's a puma or a panther that's escaped from the zoo." "Your friend's got the low down," said the boy. "Perhaps you'll get a look at him yourself if you're very unlucky." Isis turned her nose up at him. Hmm. She did not want to admit that he had got her rather spooked herself. But most people think it's just a rumor, and the beast doesn't exist," whispered Katie, when he was out of earshot. So he was probably just making it up to frighten us, anyway. They went inside the stable, and found a girl who told them that the lad was always making up stories to scare the visitors. He should be sacked, she said. Only, he's the boss's nephew, and it's not true. Nobody was thrown off yesterday, especially not the boss, who isn't even here this week. She found two ponies, one called Yorkie, who was black, and another called Steptoe. Who was brown with a shaggy mane and looked a little bit like a miniature cart horse. As Isis was the most experienced rider of the two girls, she took Yorkie, who was the most frisky of the two ponies. Isis's mum would have the tall black horse. That afternoon, they set out on their first trek. They rode up to a lake where the ponies waded in for a drink. Over the next few days, they explored the local paths and trails. It was not far from the farm before they were away from the hedges and long grass and up on more stony, desolate country. They rode to an old, deserted prison, which was rather spooky. Katie managed a few canters, and Isis's pony jumped over a ditch. When they got back to the farm, they played hide and seek in the hayloft and watched DVDs on TV. Isis's mum drove into the village to fetch takeaway dinners, and Katie tried Chinese food and learned how to use chopsticks. All in all, it was a perfect holiday. On Friday, they took a packed lunch and rode out on an extra long trek. It was their aim to reach some ancient stones left on the moors by druids centuries ago.
the sun was shining brightly for the time of year, and it was a crisp, bright day. A bold fox sat on a stone wall and watched them approach, before slowly jumping down and trotting off into the woods. Brightly coloured pheasants pecked the grass in the fields. A scarecrow provided a perch for the beady-eyed birds. Katie's pony plodded on in his usual docile way until, quite out of character, he shied back and gave Katie a jolt. Whoa, she said, "What's got into you?" And then she saw a snake, probably an adder, slithering through the grassy ditch and disappearing into some long grass. That's okay," she said. "He's gone." Further up the track, they found an old deserted farmhouse. They rode into the walls of its tumble-down garden, and were thinking of stopping for lunch when all of a sudden a huge black cat jumped over the wall. Only this was no kitty cat like Solomon. This. Was the size of a large dog, only much thinner and sleeker. He was black, with bright yellow eyes, yellow teeth, and a red tongue. He was facing Isis, who had her back to the farmhouse. Her black pony started to rear and stomp all over the place. Her mum screamed as Isis was flung clear of its back. One of her feet was caught in the stirrup, and oh, it looked like it twisted nastily as she fell to the ground. The pony darted around the big cat, and ran into the next field. But Isis was left on the ground. Her mum was in near hysterics. She was crying. The cat growled and fixed her with his stare. He looked like he was about to pounce. Katie, do some magic! Screamed Isis. And Katie, who was already thinking of a spell, shouted, "Catnip!" And then she said, "Hey, cat! Don't hurt my friend!" And the cat turned around and said, "I didn't mean to." Then why did you scare her pony like that? Asked Katie with difficulty, because her own pony was fritting around, fairly unsettled, even at a distance. Isis's mum had stopped screaming and was watching in amazement as Katie carried on this conversation with the creature. Well," said the cat, "I wouldn't have done anything if I knew you could talk. Listen, I'm hungry. I don't suppose you have anything to eat with you, do you? Just a cheese sandwich," said Katie, starting to take off her backpack. "No thanks," said the cat. Sorry, I'm a vegetarian," said Katie. 
I'm sure you would get better food if you went back to the zoo. The cat, who was now sitting in front of Katie's horse, licking his paw, looked up and said, "I don't come from the zoo. I had an owner who kept me secretly in his back garden. I was in a cage, and he fed me on tins of yucky cat food. So." I ran away when he forgot to lock the door. I've lived up here the past few years. I catch rabbits and pheasants, but I don't like the cold or the rain. Whenever I try to ask people for help, they get scared and run away. You're lucky a farmer hasn't shot you," said Katie. "That will happen one day, you know." Hey, why don't you let us take you to the zoo? I'm sure they will look after you. And since Katie seemed like such a nice girl and so trustworthy, the cat agreed to go back to the farm with them. Isis's leg really hurt, and it was with much difficulty that her mum helped her back onto her pony. But it was either that or call the air ambulance. And Isis didn't fancy flying in a helicopter, which would be really noisy and uncomfortable. The beast of Bodmin followed them back to the farm, trotting behind the horses. And when they saw the stable boy, Katie called out, "Hey, have you got any legs of lamb in the freezer? We've got a hungry beast here." "Wow," said the boy, and legged it for the farmhouse as fast as he could. The beast stayed with Katie while Isis went to the hospital with her mum. They both promised not to breathe a word to anybody about the magic that they had just witnessed, not even to Katie's mum. Katie gave him a pint of milk, a pot of cream, and some leftovers of duck in plum sauce. I'm sure they will have steak in the zoo, she promised. And the beast of Bodmin purred contentedly. Because, although he was hungry, he was at least warm by the radiator, and looking forward to his new life in the enclosure, where food would be brought to him and visitors would admire him. And so the beast of Bodmin Moor wasn't so scary after all, and the shaggy ponies brought Katie and Isis back to safety from their adventures on the bleak moors. I hope the black cat enjoys his new home in the zoo. I expect he will, as long as he has a nice, spacious enclosure and plenty of food. Over the years, there have been a number of newspaper articles about the beast of Bodmin. Quite a few people claim to have seen a large wild cat stalking the moor. But the absolute truth of the tale has never been proved. There will be more Katie and the ordinary witch stories to come, so look out and keep listening to Story Nori from me, Natasha. Bye bye.